Welcome to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman. Thank you so much for being here, Bishop. You're welcome, Kyle. Good to be with you again. We always like to start with the Angelus. Do you have an intention for our Angelus today? Well, since tomorrow's Thanksgiving, I think as we pray the Angelus, we can give the Lord thanks for all of his blessings. And with the prayer of the Angelus, of course, we recall the incarnation. So I think the greatest thing we can thank God for is the gift of his son. Great. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary. And she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail, Hail Mary, full, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. Hail, Hail Mary, Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ your Son was made known by the message of an angel may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. On this episode of Truth and Charity, we have much to celebrate. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and Bishop Kevin Rhodes will talk about some of his favorite Thanksgiving foods, memories, and how he celebrates now that he's a bishop. Then it's on to a special celebration in the studio since Sunday, the Feast of Christ the King, happens to also be Bishop's 60th birthday. You can check out past episodes of Truth in Charity by visiting RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop. Welcome to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I am Kyle Hyman, and since tomorrow is Thanksgiving, I thought I could ask you a few questions about Thanksgiving, uh, often associated with the great food that we have at family dinners. Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving meal or food item? I think turkey. Yeah? <laughs> that's pretty original, isn't yeah, it, Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the go-to. I love turkey, actually. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think it's too dry. Yeah, but I always will put cranberry sauce with it and uh-huh. that just to make it taste better but no i love turkey yeah. um but you know what my favorite part of the meal is um is the stuffing that's really? more what we used to call filling but i uh-huh. guess in the midwest they call it stuffing okay i i have to remember but um <laughs> i would eat so much i mean i uh there were two kinds of my family my irish grandmother and my german grandmother uh-huh. and i have to admit my german grandmother i loved it it was the best and it was all and now i know why i liked it so much because it was greasy and had a lot of fat. It's not wasn't heart healthy yeah. at all but <laughs> but i really enjoyed it, it had sausage in it it had uh, oh. all kinds of stuff so 
it's funny your memories of thanksgiving yeah that's what i have that's that's what i remember yeah so it was actually stuffing though it was it, it was into the, the with oh, the yeah. sausage and everything yeah with this oh and man that sounds giblets good. and all those yeah. inner parts of things <laughs> that uh but it was really really good and a lot of butter and yeah. now i have to watch my arteries so uh, you know i don't eat like that yeah <laughs> what was thanksgiving like growing up well you know that's a good question i i remember when i was real small we would go back to our hometown of in the coal regions mahanoy city so it'd be a big affair at my grandparents and a lot of us would be there not just my family but extended family it was it was huge mm -hmm. um and then as i got older we would have uh thanksgiving at, at our my home in in my family's home in lebanon and it was just i think a typical american thanksgiving you know we would get up and go to mass first thing uh yeah. because and usually mass would be like nine o'clock in the morning um mm -hmm. and that was important to uh, to you know i think my my mom especially wanted to focus on the first thing about thanksgiving is is giving thanks to god so that was always uh how we began the day and then um then thanksgiving dinner football games i remember yeah just a lot of fun and it was always neat because sometimes thanksgiving would fall on my birthday or sometimes on my parents wedding anniversary because my parents were married on thanksgiving oh okay um they were married on november 23rd 1950 and so sometimes huh. we'd also be celebrating their anniversary or we'd be celebrating my birthday yeah so it was it was great day a lot of lot of good memories what does Thanksgiving look like today for you? Well, my first few years here, I would go back home to Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. But now I'm finding that's a little challenging to do. So I normally stay here and, and I try to just have a relaxing day and watch some football. And uh -huh. usually I'll go over to St. Mary's Soup Kitchen to do the, um, the prayer and sometimes that'll be my Thanksgiving dinner. Huh. But it depends each year. I never like plan in advance, but but I think this year I'll probably go home the day after Christmas and spend that week with the family, or at least some days that week, and just stay here for Thanksgiving. Because it's kind of hard to do both. Yeah. It's just a month apart, and it's a long drive. You know, I have to drive, I don't know, 10 hours to get home, and it's a little exhausting. Yeah. So. I guess as I'm getting older, that long trip is a little more challenging. And do you get to take the weekend off, or do you have? You mentioned going to the well. I have a confirmation. I know on Sunday. Oh, really? After Thanksgiving, okay. uh, and that's I think it's at St. Michael's in Waterloo. But I need a little break because my schedule's so heavy. So that would be a nice time to prepare for Advent. Maybe get ahead on a few things. That's what I'm hoping. And maybe watch a little football, which I always enjoy. Yeah. And don't get the time to do. As we all reflect on what we're thankful for, what is something that comes to mind to you? Oh, my goodness. I have so many things to be thankful for. Certainly, my family and friends, my faith and my vocation. I'm very thankful to God to, to be able to serve as a bishop here. Thankful for the people of our diocese. I feel I've been blessed in so many ways, blessed by the love of so many people. Well, we have been blessed by you as well, and especially getting to know you on this show, it's been really a pleasure. Uh, one of the things that you have mentioned on the show is that you like black olives. <laughs> Did I mention that? You've, you've actually mentioned it a couple times. Uh, once, actually, before the show started on the Kyle Hyman show, uh, you were talking about your trip to the Middle East. 
and yeah. you mentioned it there. Can we play that? You know, it was all Palestinian food because that's where we were staying. And I would say I miss the breakfasts, hummus and olives, and I love olives. I yeah. never usually eat olives for breakfast, but I did. Uh-huh. So olives for breakfast, yeah. uh, but then also uh, on on this show, Truth and Charity, uh, you mentioned that black olives is at least one of your favorite foods. Olives, I can eat. I used to, I I used to get scolded by my parents because they would open a can of olives and I'd eat the whole can. <laughs> yeah, I love olives, especially black olives. Yeah. <laughs> So I went and I got three different kinds of black olives to see if we can find out if one of them stands out as a favorite for you amongst <laughs> black olives. I'd be happy to try them. We, we've had a lot of very, uh, very intense conversations, a lot of difficult topics. This is a little bit more lighter as we lead into Thanksgiving <laughs> here. And so we've got uh, three different, there's not a whole lot of different types of black olives that I could find. Okay. Um, but, wow, Kyle, this is great. Yeah. So... <laughs> Miriam is is wheeling them in here. We've got oh my goodness. Okay, there's they're even labeled one, two, and three. Yeah, we d- we don't want you to be biased here. Oh, so. and, oh my goodness, this is great. Mm. Trying number one there. One are just your ordinary uh-huh. American black olives. Okay, that you get if you buy a can of olives. Yeah, and they're good. I like them. Uh-huh. Um, I'm eating two of them now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but those are the ones that as a kid, I used to eat a whole can of them. Yeah. Okay, number two, I can see we're getting a little better here. Okay. There might be pits. I'm not sure. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm, much better. Yeah? I, they're either Italian or Greek. I don't know which. Okay. But really good. I, I, I'm much think, more taste than the third ones one. f- for sure have the pits in them so oh okay so i won't right i'll try not to choke delicious also yeah i can eat and you have five of each uh-huh so i don't want to be chewing while on the radio <laughs> kyle but but no i i love them all so the but first two one and three would be the best the first one you're right they came from a can uh just a standard large pitted ripe olives the uh the second one were kalamata Okay, so Pitted that's... Pitted olives yep. in brine. And the third one are authentic Greek Kalamata with the pits. Very similar, two and three. Yeah, yeah. You know, the pits are good because they slow me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, They good. are delicious. Thanks, Kyle. Well, it's something that we wanted to do, uh, part of leading into Thanksgiving, but also you mentioned your birthday sometimes falls on Thanksgiving. It's coming up here on the 26th. Uh, we actually had some people call in or stop by the station, record a little birthday wish for you. So if we could play those. This is Brian McMichael from the Diocesan Office of Worship, wishing a Felix Natalis to Bishop Rhodes and many happy returns of the day. This is Kathleen Fogarty, producer of the Living in this Light series here at Redeemer Radio. Bishop Rhodes, the Fogarty family wishes you abundant blessings as you celebrate your birthday. We thank you for your many years of love and joyful service, and especially thank you for your prayers and blessings as three of our daughters receive the sacrament of holy matrimony this spring. May our Blessed Mother wrap her mantle around you, and our Blessed Lord shower you with an abundance of graces. Happy birthday, Bishop Rhodes. This is Monsignor Bob Schulte. I'm the uh, Vicar General Chancellor of the Diocese and the Rector of the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Happy birthday, Bishop Rhodes. It's hard to believe it's been about eight years since you started your ministry here in the diocese. 
thank you for your commitment and for showing forth your faith, hope, and charity to all of us. God bless. This is Cindy Black, Executive Director of Redeemer Radio, celebrating the day that God blessed us with Bishop Kevin Rhodes. Two memories of Bishop Rhodes um, come from the same trip. One of them is when he and other priests of our diocese got to celebrate the English Mass at the Grotto in Lourdes. And the other is we had Mass in the Cathedral of Burgos, and we all sang, Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence as the communion hymn, and it was really a foretaste of heaven. Happy birthday, Bishop Rhodes. Bishop Rhodes, this is Kara Slocum from the Cathedral Bookstore. I am here on behalf of the entire staff to wish you the happiest of birthdays and take this opportunity to thank you for being one of our very best customers. We hope you have an awesome day. Take care and God bless. Hello, this is John Pratt from the Office of Youth Ministry, wishing Bishop Kevin Rhodes a very happy birthday. On behalf of all the youth of our diocese, we want to thank you for your dedicated service. Hi there, Bishop Rhodes. This is Stephanie Patka. I wanted to wish you the happiest of birthdays. You know, I was really touched when my mother got sick and you took time out of your busy schedule to send her a card and offer up a mass for her. Your kindness and your compassion to everyone around you is uh, seen and felt by so many people. And we're really blessed to have you in this diocese, not just as our leader, but as someone who truly cares about everyone around him. So happy birthday and many more. Hi, Bishop Rose. These are uh, the seminarians from Mount St. Mary's Seminary. We just want to call and say one thing. Happy This is Rick Gonziark, General Manager at Redeemer Radio Michiana from St. Matthew's Cathedral Parish. Happy birthday, Bishop Rhodes. One of my favorite memories of Bishop Rhodes is learning how competitive he is at bocce ball. Happy birthday, Bishop. Hi, this is Mike Obergfell, Principal of St. Jude School, and we'd like to say happy birthday to Bishop Rhodes. Happy birthday, Bishop, Bishop Rhodes! Rhodes. Hi, Bishop. This is Ann Bowser from St. Therese Parish in Fort Wayne, and I just wanted to send out a very happy birthday to you. God bless. So we might hear from some more people coming up, but uh, we definitely did want to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, my goodness. What a a pleasant surprise. Thank you, everybody. Um, Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I try to keep my, my birthday low key yeah well and now everybody knows it the cat (laughs) the cat is out of the bag but what kind thoughts and words thank you so much everybody i'm i'm so grateful and and many of those uh all the people who called in and uh, my co-workers and uh, just great so so god bless all of you oh by the way you know what's neat this year even though my birthday doesn't fall on thanksgiving this year it falls on the uh, beautiful feast uh christ the king yeah. And um, that's kind of special this year. It's the last Sunday of the liturgical year, and, and we give praise and thanks to Christ our King. And so thank you, everybody. All right. Well, coming up, we are going to start a new regular thing, which is our Catholic Word of the Week. And we'll have more of this special birthday edition of Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. How can it be that one diocese can be so gifted with a succession of outstanding holy men sent to serve as its shepherd? Unquestionably, one standout is the Fort Wayne South Bend Diocese erected in 1857, and the legacy continues with Bishop Kevin Rhodes, who coincidentally was born 100 years later in 1957. 
One could say it's providential, a soul sent to serve a people who are in need of spiritual direction, who offer new and frequent challenges spread across most of northern Indiana. One who encourages in all ways to be faithful in proclaiming and living the truth of the gospel in charity as found in St. Paul's message to the Ephesians. It requires a gifted leader, one who meets and exceeds the task. Unquestionably, it's no surprise considering that such a person is in a direct line back to the apostles themselves. That's Bishop Kevin Rhodes who lives the example of truth and charity. For Redeemer Radio, I'm Tom Castaldi. Welcome home. Welcome back to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman and we are going to start a new regular series here called the Catholic Word of the Week. And to kick things off, one of the uh, kind of a word that doesn't get used very often outside of the Catholic Church, and that is the word transubstantiation. So how would you explain to somebody who has never heard this term before or who isn't Catholic, what do we mean by transubstantiation? Well, transubstantiation is a word that we use to describe the change that takes place at the consecration of Mass, Mm -hmm. where bread and wine are transformed into the body and blood of Christ. So really that whole understanding of uh, how to describe that change, it's always been the faith of the church from the early centuries, Mm -hmm. based on the words of Jesus himself when he took the bread and said, this is my body, and he took the wine and said, this is the chalice of my blood, which is poured out for you and for many. With these words, at the Last Supper, our Lord instituted the Eucharist. And it's an amazing thing when you think of the power of Christ's word. It was kind of like the power of God's word at creation when he said, let there be light. Well, here we have the Son of God and the power of his word that changes the elements of bread and wine into his very body and blood, soul and divinity. And through the centuries, we have testimony of belief in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist from the early centuries. Um, But in the Middle Ages, especially the early Middle Ages, there started to be some controversy. There were some who started to question or deny the reality of the change that takes place, the transformation of the elements. And so defenders of the church's faith, the Christian faith in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, theologians, started to use the language that is borrowed really from Greek philosophy, specifically Aristotle, which spoke of a change in the substance. Hmm. Now, substance isn't in our understanding, when we think about the word substance today, especially in the world of science, we think of the physical substance. Yeah. Well, this isn't what the philosophical word substance means. Okay. So back in the Middle Ages, when they talked about the substance of something, they were talking about the being, the eternal quality, the invisible quality of a thing. Hmm. So when they spoke of substance, for example, if you look at bread, what's its substance? You could call it breadness. It's, hmm. it's bread. It may have different forms prior to being baked and after it's being baked. It takes different appearances, but it's, it's bread. Or maybe a better analogy would be a human being. When, let's say we look at 
pictures of ourselves through the years. I mean, I look at a picture of myself as a little boy, Mm -hmm. a teenager, a young man, a middle-aged man. I've changed in my appearance, but it's still the same person. Mm -hmm. Well, the substance is that person, okay? It's the essence. It's the, the, the true reality of the thing. And so what we say when we use the word transubstantiation is that there is a change in the substance, that it's no longer bread and wine in substance, in, in its inner reality. It is changed into the body and blood of Christ. Transubstantiation, a change in substance. What doesn't change are the accidents. That's another philosophical term. The accidents are kind of the external qualities. For example, as I mentioned in that, if I look at photos of myself, you know, I look very different, through, you know, when sure. I was a little boy from what I look like now. But same substance, mm-hmm. but different accidents. I was shorter. I had um, hair. I had uh, <laughs> the, um, my size changed. Sure. All those things. So... The accidents, when we talk about the Eucharist, the accidents don't change. Mm-hmm. It still looks like bread still and wine, still tastes like bread and wine. Chemically, it would still be, if you did a chemical analysis, it mm-hmm. would still appear as bread and wine. So what we call the species, the accidents do not change. The substance does. The reality, the ontological, we would use the, the, you could say the ontological being, there's a transformation, an ontological transformation that takes place by the power of Christ's word. And of course, it's Christ's word that the priest pronounces when he says during the mass, this is my body, this is my blood. So it's Christ who's acting and the priest is acting in persona Christi, in the person of Christ. He's pronouncing the words that Jesus says, and then you have the transformation of the elements takes place. And that, that change that is called transubstantiation. I mean, there's a lot more could be said about this topic. We believe in the words of Jesus in, in John chapter 6, where he's, he speaks of the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. And he even, he says, for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Very realistic language. Mm -hmm. So again, this transformation very appropriately is called transubstantiation. That word was used by theologians in the latter part of the the Middle Ages, using that philosophical language that um, in medieval scholasticism, language used by great scholars like St. Thomas Aquinas, and the church then began to use that language in its official teaching, Fourth Lateran Council, and certainly the Council of Trent. And we still use that language. You find it in the catechism of the Catholic Church today. So, again, the accidents of bread and wine don't change still has the same taste texture appearance but it's really jesus in substance 
in that philosophical sense. So this is the mystery of the Eucharist. We could call it the miracle of the Eucharist. The only time where the accidents would change is if there's a miracle. And there have been reported Eucharistic miracles where there's an actual change in the accidents. Yeah. But, but that's not obviously a normal thing. How is transubstantiation different from the belief of consubstantiation? Well, some have described uh, the word consubstantiation, especially in Lutheran theology, mm-hmm. um, based on when Martin Luther spoke about, and, and Martin Luther believed in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, but he spoke of not only like we would say that Christ's body and blood become present, he would say also not just under the species of bread and wine, he would say with the oh, with okay. the bread and wine. That's con is the word with. So uh-huh. consubstantiation. So so we we say no. The the change is complete. It's not nothing of the substance of bread and wine remains. It's only the accidents. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to more breakdowns. That was a very uh, big one for our, our first one. Simple. If you have words that you would like. Uh, Bishop to comment on, you can submit that or any question. Ask it by going to RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop. You can call or text the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598. And normally we answer your questions, but coming up, we're going to play Game with Bishop right here on Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. And on our way out, we have uh, some more birthday greetings from people in the diocese. Hi, Bishop. This is Trisha Benzing, Corporate Accounts at Redeemer Radio and a member of the St. Charles Borromeo Parish. Happy birthday on this special 60th birthday. I want to thank you for the care and focus you give to Catholic education in our diocese. As a parent, it is much appreciated. This is Father Dennis Benedetto from St. Charles Borromeo Parish in Fort Wayne. Bishop, I'd like to wish you a very blessed birthday. May God grant you many years in health and happiness. Hello, Bishop. It's Mark Weber from Today's Catholic and St. John the Baptist Parish in Fort Wayne. Here's my greet. I know a priest named Kevin who helps folks get to heaven. May his efforts increase and never cease. We are here to help on seven. Happy birthday, Bishop Rhodes. This is Tina Schneider from St. Charles Borromeo in Fort Wayne. I'm the Religious Travel Coordinator for Redeemer Radio. I want to thank you for not only supporting, but encouraging, nurturing, and shepherding religious vocations in our diocese. Have a wonderful birthday. Hola, Obispo Kevin Rhodes. Es Lourdes, llamando de la oficina para el Ministerio Hispano. Y pues... eh Estoy llamando para felicitarlo en su cumpleaños. Feliz, feliz en tu día. Eh, Nuestro obispo, que Dios te bendiga. Que reine la paz en tu día y que cumplas muchos más. Gracias por habernos dejado traer la reliquia de Juan Pablo II y por todo lo que hace por nuestra gente de la diócesis de todas las nacionalidades. Muchas gracias. Que Dios lo bendiga en su día. Feliz cumpleaños. Hi, Bishop. This is Matt. This is Deb. And this is Mary. We want to wish you a happy 60th birthday from the staff on the mezzanine floor. It's been a joy and a blessing to work with you. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Bishop. This is Mark. David. Caleb. Jonathan. Nicholas. Dominic. And we just want to say, Feliz cumpleaños, obispo. From all of your seminarians at Bishop Simon Brute. This is Andrea Serrani, the co-host of the Kyle Hyman Show at Redoom Radio and a member of the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Happy birthday, Bishop Rhodes. We'll be praying for you today. One of my special memories of Bishop Rhodes has to be every time he does anything competitive like Redeemer Radio Bocce because he is fiercely competitive and loves to play sports, which he talks about all the time on the show. I hope you have many victories today and always, Bishop Rhodes. Happy birthday. This is Andrew Schmitz. I go to kindergarten at St. Elizabeth. Happy birthday, Bishop. This is Aaron Heckber from Redeemer Radio Marketing Manager. I wanted to wish Bishop Rhodes a happy birthday. I remember the first time I met Bishop, he said mass for us at IPFW when I went to school there. And he's just been such a joy to get to know and to talk to whenever I see him here at the station. Happy birthday! Hi, this is Jill O'Sullivan, business manager here at Redeemer Radio, and I belong to St. Charles. And just wanted to thank you for all the great things that you have brought to our diocese, Bishop. Happy birthday! Wow! Thank you, everybody. Uh, it's beautiful. Thank you. Welcome back to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman here. We've been celebrating uh, upcoming Thanksgiving, but also your birthday, which is just around the corner on the 26th, the Feast of Christ the King. And uh, thought maybe we could play a little game today. And the title of this show is Truth and Charity, based on your motto, which you took as, as bishop. Um, maybe you even took it before. No, as bishop. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I've got mottos from various uh, bishops and popes. I'm oh my goodness! Curious to see how well you know some of your fellow bishops. Now is this like motto. Jeopardy? Do I answer in a, a sure, question form? Or sure. I like Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you know what? That sounds like a tough topic. You just say who is before you answer the question. If yeah. Okay. That way. Now, now do you you know the answers? I, well, so yeah. we can't compete in this. No. Why didn't we get someone else to come in and we could compete with? like buzzers and everything because you would have destroyed me <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know, know. i don't <laughs> think i know many mottos of right. popes and bishops this well, might be tough you're gonna embarrass me either Kyle. way we'll learn something here okay good I, you're not expected to know everybody okay there's there's a lot of bishops out there <laughs> <laughs> all right this is actually a saint i'll give you that clue okay and his motto was humility just a very oh. simple humility saint charles borromeo oh good well, uh -huh. see, well, you know why I knew that because I attended St. Charles Seminary for two years in Philadelphia. So, okay, that's otherwise I probably wouldn't have known that. Just one simple word; it was his Humility. motto. Yeah, humilitas. S keeping yeah. it simple sticks with the uh, the theme of the the motto, I guess. So, so I, are we keeping track now? How many? You've got one point. Okay, one sure. point. <laughs> Totus tuus. Oh, St. John Paul II. That's right. I better know that. <laughs> And you know what that referred to? All yours. He took that from St. Louis Marie de Montfort, de Montfort's um, uh, book on um, true devotion to Mary. Mm -hmm. So he consecrated his his priesthood, his episcopate, and papacy to, to the Blessed Mother. Very good. All right, so that's two. How about, uh, this is one of our Indiana bishops. I'll give you that clue. Okay. The word of God is not chained 
the word of God is not is chained. Not chained. Interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I have no idea. But is he, let me ask a question: Is he a diocesan bishop presently, or a retired bishop? Because that'll narrow it down. Present. Present. Bishop. The word of God is not chained. I'm just going to have to guess. Okay. You know, there's four other bishops, mm -hmm. so I don't think it's Archbishop Thompson because I was at his installation. I don't remember that. Um, I, I guess I'm just going to guess Bishop Hying, the Bishop of Gary. Sorry, it's the Bishop Timothy Doherty. Oh, of Lafayette. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, the word of God is not chained. And do you know where that's from in Scripture? No. No, I I know it's in scripture. I don't know where oh, either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about Christ the cornerstone? That's Archbishop Thompson. Very good. Indianapolis Archdiocese. Yeah. Uh, so your motto is translated as truth and charity. There's another bishop with charity in truth. Do you know uh, who that is? Oh, you know, and he took that from Pope Benedict because Pope Benedict wrote an encyclical, Charity in Truth. Yeah. Um. So I bet it's a more recent bishop since Pope Benedict, but you know I have no idea. But let me. But I still should should take a. Can you tell me? Can you give me? Is it an archbishop? Yes. Yes. Okay, and that I, narrows it I down. don't know if this is true or not, but I think you might have a connection with him. Oh yeah. Uh, from earlier. Okay. Perhaps. Let me think. An archbishop. Can I ask you another hint? Sure. Is he a cardinal? Is he a cardinal? No, not a cardinal. Okay, that narrows it down. I better. Is he from the east? He must. Is he from the east coast? Yes. Okay, it's not Archbishop <laughs> Chaput. I don't think. No. So I didn't say that. I said it's not <laughs> no. him. And I don't think it's Archbishop Lori. It would be a younger Archbishop. So let me think of Archbishops on the east coast. Wow, who's a more recent archbishop, probably? I have no idea. It, Let me just say Archbishop Blair of Hartford. It actually is Archbishop William Laurie. It is? Yeah. Well, oh, you know what? He, okay, that, that kind of makes sense, because I wonder if he changed his motto oh. after he was transferred from Bridgeport to Baltimore. Huh. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. There's a... A fairly well-known archbishop. Let us confidently approach the throne of grace. That's a long motto. Yeah. That's from the letter to the Hebrews. Okay. It's a U.S. archbishop, you Do said? all the mottos have to come from scripture? I don't think so. Okay. No. But I'd say the great majority yeah. do. Let us confidently approach the throne of grace. Mm -hmm. this, are you aren't going to give me a hint? Well, he's uh, uh, very high in the USCCB. Oh, okay. Maybe it's, um, is he a cardinal? No. Okay, I would say Archbishop Gomez. Correct. That, yes. Oh, you know, he is a great archbishop. He the is. Archbishop of Los Angeles. Yeah. He was here and spoke in Fort Wayne a year or two ago. What about to whom? And he also visited Holy Cross School this uh, yeah. month ago. Yeah, because of their dual in, language. In South Bend, yeah. yeah. How about to whom shall we go? You know, that's St. Peter said that. To whom shall we go? Yes, you have the words of actually, eternal life. Right after transubstantiation. Yes, John 6. John 6. Yeah. So, well, give me a hint because. 
This is a cardinal. Okay. I would I would define him as a jolly cardinal. Oh, that <laughs> I think I know right away who that is. Cardinal Timothy Dolan. Yes. He's a friend as well. Oh, uh, yep. That's All right. perfect. Uh let's do let's do one more here. Put out into the deep. Oh, you know what? I think that's the motto of a good friend of mine, Archbishop Paul Coakley of Oklahoma City. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, I would love to get a little bit more into your motto, but we might have to save that for another time uh, because we do have some more birthday wishes. And then when we come back, another special surprise for you, Bishop. So if we could take a listen to your birthday wishes here. Hi, Bishop Rhodes. This is Jackie Parker with the Communications Office and a member of Cathedral Parish in Fort Wayne. My position has blessed me with the opportunity to meet many diocesan faithful who bring you up in conversation. You are loved, cherished, and highly respected, not only by me, but by so very many. We are blessed to have you as our bishop. Happy, happy birthday. Bishop Rhodes, this is Father Eric Bergner from St. Pius X. I want to wish you a happy birthday. And... Um, Thank you for your vacation. Thank you for ordaining me to the priest. It was the happiest day of my life, and I hope you have a healthy and wonderful birthday. Hey, Bishop. Happy birthday. This is Francie from the Office of Communications, and I just want to take this opportunity to wish you a very special day and to say thank you for your yes to being our shepherd. Hello, this is Sean Storer, ecumenical and interreligious officer for the Diocese of Wayne South Bend and uh, St. Matthew's Parish, I would like to wish Bishop Rose a very happy birthday and assure him of uh, my prayers for many happy returns of the day. Hi, Bishop. This is Jeff Frank from Today's Catholic and the Catholic Communications Office, joining in the chorus wishing you a very happy birthday. All our best wishes to you for a great day. Hi, Bishop. This is Jennifer Zerba, Director of Development from St. Vincent's Parish. Happy 60th birthday. And thank you for your commitment for vocations in the diocese. Hi, this is Jan Shear, and I'm wishing you a happy 60th birthday, Bishop Rhodes. And you know I'm from St. Peter and Paul's in Huntington and St. Felix Friary Catholic Center, home of Father Solanus Casey. And just know that uh, you're in our prayers, and we just love you. Celebrate all year. Bishop Proads, this is Enid Roman from the Office for Hispanic Apostolate, as you like to call it. Just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for your leadership, your guidance and wisdom. I hope you already know that uh, as a diocese and as a workforce, we are better and stronger because of you and your witness to our Lord Jesus Christ. All that being said, uh, we appreciate you. We love you, Bishop. Happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños. I'm Terry Broberg Swanigan, Associate for Liturgy in the Office of Worship for the Diocese. My parish is the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Happy birthday, Bishop, and thank you so much for all the kindness you have shown my husband Calvin and myself. Happy birthday, Bishop Rhodes. This is Lisa Everett from the Office of Family Life, and I uh, just wanted to wish you um, all the best and many blessings on your birthday this year. Um, it's been a privilege to work with you and for you for the past several years, and our diocese is blessed to have you. 
So I hope you have a wonderful day and uh, a year ahead filled with many blessings. Happy birthday, Bishop, and welcome to the club. This is Deacon Jim Ty from St. Jude in Fort Wayne. Thank you, everybody. Oh, my goodness. What a surprise. <laughs> well, usually we take questions. Uh, we have a special episode today. Uh, but if you have questions for the future, you can go to RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop or call or text the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598. And coming up, we have more of this special birthday episode of Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. In November 2008, Bishop Darcy pronounced prophetic words, announcing his successor, named by Pope Benedict XVI, to be Bishop Kevin Rhodes, calling it an historic day and a day of great joy for the Fort Wayne South Bend Diocese. He noted that the new bishop, the Diocese IX, came with wonderful credentials, including five years as bishop in a diocese larger than the one in northern Indiana. That Bishop Rhodes held degrees in theology and canon law, was experienced as a faculty member and rector of Mount St. Mary's Seminary, and had a knack for increasing interest in the priesthood. Bishop Rhodes has been very public, speaking out against abortion, in support of traditional marriage, the church's social agenda to remain involved in economic issues, and pointing out that a moral foundation is the best counterweight to greed and materialism. It fits nicely into his motto of truth and charity. For Redeemer Radio, I'm Tom Castaldi. Welcome home. Welcome back to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman, and on this special birthday episode, we've uh, you've polished off all of the olives by now. <laughs> and to wash it down, we have something special for you. But I was trying to think, what should we get for your birthday and then I remember on November 1st you t- were talking about Halloween and you talked about what you dressed up for as a kid I don't know if you remember this oh. do you remember any of your costumes oh my goodness <laughs> you know what I think I was Batman one year <laughs> uh, and then you talked about what you did in the Batman costume I think when I was Batman I was like out there kind of beating up some people you know and stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) but then later you talked about what you enjoy when kids dress up specifically as one thing i really like is when kids dress up as saints Uh on halloween that's a neat thing yeah saint batman I don't, I don't know why I said St. Batman, but we have a special cake for you for your birthday. And so if we want to bring that on in. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bishop. Happy birthday to you. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. You brought everybody. Everybody came here into the studio. And look at this Batman cake. Oh, my. I have to get a picture of that. Uh, that that's, that's beautiful. Thank you. And you have the Joker on there. And you have the, the Batcopter, whatever. It's not a Batmobile. And it has 60. That's kind of traumatic, 60. So I'll I'll blow out the candles now. Yay! 
Oh, and the people also from people from the uh, South Bend side of the diocese are on the uh, on the computer. Hello, thank you, everybody. I wish I could share the cake with you. Uh, God bless all of you. Uh, this is a memorable birthday. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, before we enjoy some cake, could we get your Episcopal blessing? Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Thank you, Bishop, and happy birthday. Thank you, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Okay. Thank you. Now everyone thinks this... Join us next Wednesday at noon for another episode of Truth in Charity. Advent will soon begin, and Bishop will talk about the season's meaning and how we can have a good one. Then it's on to some of Bishop's recent travels around the diocese, including the All Schools Mass and the dedication of the new Divine Mercy Funeral Home. Truth in Charity with Bishop Rhodes is brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union.